Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Online Program, which teaches you how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Julius Solaris. He is the head of engagement at SwapCard. He's also an event expert. Julius, welcome to our show today. Thanks for having me, Christopher. Such a pleasure. So the best advertisement or the best referral is when one of my guests, who's an event planner for over 20, 30 years, she's like, you got to talk to this guy. And again, you can hear the excitement in her voice. And what she most loved about you, Julius, was that you're just super blunt and straightforward and authentic. Because we are in the event space where I am a keynote speaker and you are a, a, an executive and you, you just essentially have worked in the event space for quite some time. And when she said that as an experienced event planner, I'm like, all right, let, let's see who this guy is. And especially since you're in the virtual world, I was very excited to talk to you because we do have a lot of guests who are speakers, experts, entrepreneurs, and executives who want to learn from you. So I'm just curious, let's talk about your backstory. First of all, how did you even get into the event space? It's not something that we dream about perhaps, or maybe you did, right? Maybe you're seven years old. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I, I started pretty early, uh, you know, when I was out with my friends planning parties and stuff like that, you know, on an entrepreneurial level. Um, and, and then uh, it happened that my first gig out of university was, um, you know, something to do with conferences and uh, the more the business of events, as we call it. So not necessarily the long tail of weddings and sporting events, but more like conferences, trade shows, especially in the pharmaceutical industry. And I worked in that um, sector as my first gig out of university. Uh, and then I moved to, to Sydney, Australia for a couple of years to do my MBA there. And uh, this was 2004, 2005. And, and blogs were the, the big thing right there, right then, right? There were the podcasts and uh, uh, the TikToks of now to a certain extent. If you wanted to be an influencer, you had to add a blog. And, uh, and therefore I started, I wanted to start a blog. I thought that my career was, you know, having a blog and the only topic I could talk about my experience back then were events. And I was fascinated specifically by the intersection of social media rising and you know, the use of social networks such as Twitter and uh, LinkedIn and the likes at events. So how would the two things in interact? How would technology eventually impact events? So I was very fascinated by that intersection. I was one of the first in the industry to talk about it very vocally and I started this blog called Event MB, uh, which is a short for event manager blog. And um, that started in 2007. It's been a 14 years old um, sort of journey that brought me to uh, London and then eventually to the US where I'm based right now. Um, in 2019, I sold the business to uh, Skift, one of the largest travel media companies uh, out there. And uh, as of two weeks ago, I left that job to be part of Swapcard, the next, uh, my next gig and in, in the virtual event space specifically. So that's kind of a sum up of my last 15 years. <laughs> well, Julius, let's talk about the event MB because a lot of people want to build a following. And what Sharon, who referred me to you, mentioned that you have built this very large following. So how did you do that? Because I think you have thousands of people on some of your, your, your virtual events. How do you go about attracting so many people? 
Sure, just to give you some, some reference into, we're talking about a B2B environment. So the numbers are not as crazy as a, you know, a food blogger or anything like that. Uh, but they're still sort of 10, 15 times more than our competitor in, in the industry. So uh, we built a following uh, readership of 350,000 event planners a month. We built a group on LinkedIn of 400,000 uh, members. We built, we did events last year for 50,000 attendees. So you have yeah. to think that the biggest trade show in the event industry has 10,000 attendees, half of those are suppliers. We had 50,000 of, of those and all um, meeting and event planners um, participate in our events. How did we get there? Um, you know, I've been dedicated to content from the very, from the get-go. I've been dedicated to cut the crap in terms of, you know, all the noise that is made and all the sort of uh, press releases that were, um, you know, masked as content and dedicated myself to finding um, answers to the questions that planners had, especially when it got to technology, were very niche and specific um, into creating clarity. Think back in 2008, 2009, when we started to have mobile apps built for events, we were the first to create reports about how, what the market looked like and what event planners could do to choose the best app and do research about it and create a lot of insights and data around it. Uh, through the years, we created multiple of those opportunities and we grew our reputation. The only, the secret sauce there was resilience, I think. The only differentiate between myself and my competitors that started with me in 2007 is that they quit, they gave up, and I kept on going. And the timing was great. Well, first of all, I want to just let all our listeners and guests know that the event space is a $300 billion space. And these event planners, they have such impact where let's say I spoke at AIM last year as one of the leading trade events in all of Asia Pacific. And when you meet people in Australia or the UK or the Middle East, there's so many people. And what I love about being a keynote speaker is that when I work with people like yourself or event planners, we get to inspire the world, not just figuratively, but factually. So I'm curious for you, what do you most enjoy about being in the event space? And then we'll pivot and talk about what you do now, because again, this whole head of engagement, super impressed with this Evolve Summit that I was on that you graciously invited me to, but I'm curious, I really always hope that people like what they do. It's not always the case, but if you've been in this game for quite some time, what is something that you really enjoy about the event space? That's a, that's a question that has become much easier to answer since the <laughs> pandemic started. I think that we all now really value and understand what the value of meeting in person is mm -hmm. and connecting with other individuals. Uh, you know, when I check my Facebook stream uh, and I checked it over the holidays, for example, which was probably one of the darkest moments of the pandemic for a lot of Western countries, uh, at least. I, I could only see pictures from previous events where people yeah. attended events and connected with others. You know, probably wasn't over a boring conference, but it was over the networking. It was over the party that they had a specific event and that need to connect with other individuals, that serendipity. Uh, you know, a lot of us can share the same story of having met a business partner. Um, you know, it's funny enough, I can tell you a story about that. I was in an, um, an event, IMAX, one of the largest trade shows in the event industry in Vegas. I was at a networking event and a friend introduced me to um, uh, an editor at Skift, the company that 
eventually acquired us. So he introduced me to him. He introduced me to their CEO. Their CEO bought uh, our company. And when I left the company two weeks ago, the very person that introduced me to the editor to begin with is now the editor in chief of yeah. uh, Event MB, which I left. So you see how um, just a, a random introduction and event changed the life of four different people and uh, two different companies. So if you multiply that effect from the millions of events happening every year, you immediately see the value of connection. And that's the important part, connection, whether it happens in person or virtual for now, then back to in person with some hybrid component. We can talk about that forever. But the job that event professionals have, it's one of connecting people. And it's probably one of the most important jobs that we have right now, especially after the pandemic. Yeah. And you bring up a point because I wrote a book about networking and networking actually is a science and it's divided into closed networks and open networks, which is why event spaces are so inspiring where I still remember I was in Saudi Arabia and we took a picture with people that were there. One guy was English, I'm American, another guy's from India. But it was one of those moments where we would never have been in Saudi Arabia together from different cultures, ethnicities, and those moments are lifelong. So I encourage all of us to be mindful of that. And even though we're in this current state of mind, when they say, oh, we're not going back to the events, people forget we're human beings. And human beings is about connecting. So I'm curious, let's talk about Evolve and just your role in in um, swap card because this whole virtual space, this is just low tech relative to two screens on a Zoom, but I was on your platform Evolve and I was very impressed with just the interactivity, how many things are going on, that you can pick and choose different things and really how do you network and connect with people there. So I'm curious, tell us about this virtual world we're in now. Absolutely. So I joined a company two weeks ago um, called swapcard.com. <laughs> you can check it out. Um, what Swapcard does is um, we offer a, a virtual event platform, what we call platform. So it's an evolution of your Zoom call, right? In, a, in, a, in an environment that resembles what happens in an event and what you would uh, expect to happen in an event. But important to make a differentiation here, does not mimic that and try to replicate the same experience, but rather creates a much nicer virtual optimized experience in terms of what the virtual events needs are, which are completely different from an in-person event. You can picture a keynote speaker, right? Going on for an hour at a live session, that's not gonna happen online. You, you know, 20 minutes is more than enough, right? So there's a lot of different consideration in terms of the user experience. So we come from live events as a company. We used to be a mobile app for events, swap card as in let's swap our business cards digitally, mm. right? Uh, but then pivoted in March and had this incredible growth. Some of the biggest events like South by Southwest uses swap card is going to use Wapcard next week. The Ward, the Dubai Ward exhibition is going to use Wapcard. Oh, I might be speaking there. Yeah, that's in I think November, October. Exactly. It's so with the gonna... economists and the and the Dubai Correct. Chamber of Commerce, right? Yeah. Yes. IBM, Oracle, Black Hat, all these huge conferences and events, especially large ones, use use us. Going back to Evolve, Evolve is one of our uh, biggest initiatives to engage with our community where we've created an event for event professionals. Mm -hmm. So for those that work in the event industry in different capacities as suppliers, as speakers, as planners. And, you know, we offered our platform 
for them to, uh, you know, experience the best possible content for the world's top experts in our industry and outside our industry. Our keynote speaker was Duncan Wardle, head of innovation for Disney for many years. And, um, you know, we gave it away to 10,000 event professionals that participated uh, in that event. And uh, we're extending that concept also to a concept of community, which is the next step that we expect from virtual events. Meaning, yes, I mean, the event is great, but what happens after that? And do I need to come back to every different event each time? No, we're, we're translating that into a 365 day community where you have your events, whether it be virtual, in person, hybrid, you have a webinar, you have a piece of content, a podcast that you can publish there. So this is what we're our vision for the, for the future, I guess, of virtual. Yeah. And Julius, it's really great because like I said, I attend so many events and I'm on these virtual events as well. But what I loved about it, just to give the people analogy, if Zoom is kindergarten, your event is like a PhD only because there's so many things going on where I, I went through some of the things. And so you have some of the keynote speeches, you have the scheduling, but it's very thorough and it's very interactive. So for the people that want to learn more, definitely check out Julius, what he does and Evolve. What's one thing you perhaps might want to leave us with, Julius? So let's say right now we're in March of 2021. In Australia, I spoke to one of the bureaus there. 78% of their events right now are in person. The vaccine's already out. So we're already moving to a much better place for all of us. But this whole virtual thing and hybrid, I think it'll really be a new model. So I'm curious, given that you've been in this space for quite some time, where do you see, let's say, the next one to three years that's more hopeful for the people in the event industry? Because it really is about what you said before, a connection, that community. Because without that, we're not human beings. We're just robots. Absolutely. Um, you know, we uh, virtual events didn't start in March 2020. Virtual events have been around before then, right? Um, you know, but we cannot delete from our memory this collective massive experience that we had over the past year of attending a million virtual events. Mm -hmm. we, we, we really had a quantum leap in terms of our experience and, and progression and understanding of the tools and the experience that we want to the stage where many companies, many corporate environments will rethink a lot of their meetings that were unnecessary. A lot of events, it's, it's tough to say, but we're not necessary. People didn't need to travel that long for a one day meeting and just come back to the office, leaving the family with all the stress. So we know that virtual events, you know, offer a great opportunity to replace a lot of those meetings that were not necessary. They also are our biggest means of inclusion for people that cannot be there. And there's always gonna be people that are, cannot attend for whatever reason. Um, they're also, also a great way to cut on carbon emissions and sustainability. So these are big topics that probably we're not thinking about it right now, but in two years time, we're gonna start thinking about it again. So, you know, the old movement of flight shaming, shaming people that take unnecessary flights. Virtual events are a fantastic replacement for that, for unnecessary travel. And then, you know, the future, the future we, is gonna be hybrid. That's how we call it. So a mixture of the virtual environment, the in-person environment, probably with two separate experiences that sometimes get together. Sometimes you'll be able to meet someone that is attending in person through the app, but then everybody's going in that direction, they're having their own experience. So that's where I see the future going for sure. 
That's awesome, Julius. Thank you so much for being on our show today. How can our guests learn from you and, and stay in touch to learn more about SwapCard and other things you're working on? Absolutely. And so as head of engagement from SwapCard, um, you have direct access to the best of the best in terms of showing you things around Julius at SwapCard.com. Very easy. Or to at to Julius, T-O-J-U-L-I-U-S, everywhere on social networks. Just uh, get in touch with me and I'd love to discuss events with you. Uh, or swap card if you want to, but I, I'm a sucker for a good conversation. <laughs> so whatever you want to um, reach out for, feel free to. Julius, thanks so much for being on the show. Have a great day. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Gifters Podcast. If you want to learn how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com to learn more.